you, EBO? America First Policy Institute. He is the former Secretary of Veteran Affairs and Associate Secretary of Defense. His name is Robert Wilkie. We're going to talk about just uh, the Where's Waldo that just happened with the Department Secretary of Defense. Hi, Mr. Wilkie. How you doing? Well, fine. Thank you. I'm glad to be there. Uh, as a child, I know the, the area from Fort Leonard Wood and being in and out of uh, uh, that area of Missouri when I was uh, a little fellow. Yeah, it's a pretty area. I'm a transplant about 23 years ago, I w- and I'm from a place where there kind of are no trees. So when I got here, I was like, they look so plush. It's so beautiful yeah. here. It's beautiful That's here. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm old enough to remember when Dan Devine was coaching. Missouri, so holy uh, that's a long time ago that's okay you're here now and that's all we care about um yeah what happened with the secretary of defense i think is it up for investigation i mean i've heard the 911 call where they ask for no sirens and no this or no that i get that people want privacy right. and they don't want all of their neighbors to be sticking their noses in so the fact that people are making a big deal about that I think is stupid because I don't care. Yeah. But right. what I do care about is the fact that nobody knew, including the president who was just tanning himself on a beach. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, this this tells you what a mess the Biden foreign policy is that the secretary of defense could disappear for 10 days and no one know it. Well, and it's not uh, like we don't have anything going on. That, that's right. But, <laughs> but I'll say real quick, as a member of President Trump's cabinet, uh, I had to do something similar. I had to have surgery at uh, Bethesda Naval. Sorry. Um, the first thing I did was inform the cabinet secretary, who kept a massive chart on her wall with our pictures on it. And wherever we were at any time on the planet, we were there and the president knew it. Right. The second thing I did was tell the chief of staff, and in the event that it would be a prolonged um, hospitalization, how people would run the department in my absence. But this this is more serious. Um, I was under Secretary of Defense, and um, at a previous time in my career with Rumsfeld and Gates, both those secretaries got hurt. Within 30 minutes of them, one breaking his shoulder, the other destroying his arm by slipping on ice, I had already informed the leadership of Congress that the Secretary of Defense was down, that we'd made provisions for the Deputy Secretary to take over. We have two national command authorities. Uh, One is the President, one is the Secretary of Defense. That's because Harry Truman and then Barry Goldwater, when he revised the National Security Act, uh, believed in redundancy. In a nuclear age, we needed to have more than one person um, responsible, and they removed it. Um, I I was just reading something in the Israeli press this morning where they just called the Secretary of Defense an irrelevancy. Um, And that's because national security policy is run out of the White House by, uh, by people like Jake Sullivan, who brought you the Russian collusion hoax. People who have no military experience uh, and have been essentially campaign hacks. Mm-hmm. And and that's why we're in such dire straits around the world. Everywhere around the world. There is not a place 
where something hasn't just come like a bat out of hell. It's happened with the Houthis. I mean, they're just shooting at everybody. They don't even care. They're running around like drunk teenagers with a bunch of missiles. But we've got, we've got Israel, you know, God bless the, the, the apple of God's eye. I'm just so, I'm so sick of what's happening to them from everybody who just wants to play the blame game and they're just trying to be there. You know, they're not trying to do anything wrong. So, Every time I hear somebody talk about, oh, well, there has to be a two-state solution, Palestine doesn't want one. Figure it right. out. I mean, who, who are you going to negotiate with? Exactly. You're, 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 Terrorists? you're absolutely right. That's right. And, um, you know, it's this, this administration, and I, and I just say it's a continuation. This is Obama's Nuts. third term. Yep. They despise Netanyahu. Um, they... They did not want to move the embassy to Jerusalem. Um, they are constantly putting Israel up to a different standard than the Palestinian terrorists, yeah. Hamas, Islamic Jihad, uh, Hezbollah. Um, and um, it's just very sad. And I, I can make the argument that we're in a more precarious position now as a nation than we have been really since the middle of the Cold War, because we have feckless leadership. I agree. We have feckless leadership, and nobody takes seriously. And we've got a lot of bad players developing nuclear weapons that we've known they've been doing for years, and we've done nothing about it. That's absolutely right. So, um, you know, President Trump was not like me in the sense that he not spent his entire life Studying this. I mean, I was born in khaki diapers. I'm still a colonel in the reserves. <laughs> a colonel um, khaki diaper. <laughs> but he, but he instinctively understood that the most powerful position for America was to not be bellicose, not um, to to run to every fire in the world, but quietly remind the world that you don't mess with the United States. Exactly. And give you two two quick examples. One, when Putin's forces in Syria got too close to our troops, uh, President Trump sent a message saying, back off, nothing happened. The next day, 300 Rus- Russians disappeared in a red mist. Mm-hmm. And Put- Putin was in his box for the entire Trump administration. The second was when the Iranians were playing games, again, near our troops, near Israeli troops. President Trump sent through the Swiss, because we don't have relations with Iran, a warning, back off. They didn't. Then the world's leading leading architect of terror, uh, Hassan Soleimani, he also disappeared on a tarmac. Mm -hmm. Um, And Iran was in its box. Now we have... Uh, conflict breaking out all of the world because they have the measure of Joe Biden and they have the measure of Jake Sullivan and the individual John McCain said was a threat to national security, our secretary of state. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I agree we, with everything you said, but because of time's sake, this this whole DOD transparency with the secretary of defense going in for a very serious condition, um, obviously, Everything that has to do with his health is not our business, but it, somebody should have been stepping up in that place, and nobody oh, was. Absolutely. Nobody was. Look, I, as a former cabinet secretary, 
my health is not my business. It's the business of the country, particularly with the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State. We have never had this happen in the post-World War II world, the nuclear world, where a Secretary of Defense was so delinquent and an administration I mean, the, the notion that they're not even communicating with the Office of Secretary of Defense to the point where they, they don't know that the guy's gone says a lot about how they, how they run things. Why, they, why do you think they did that, though? What, what did it tend to serve? Why, why the secrecy? What, why? Well, that's part of Austin's personality. He's been like that since he was a young officer. He, he, it's funny to be Secretary of Defense he, and a four-star general. He never liked the limelight. Um, and, and I remember him when I was a child, and he was a young officer at, at Fort Bragg when my father was an artillery commander there. But it also points to the way the Democrats govern. Their cabinet secretaries are functionaries. Everything comes out of the White House. Um, the White House controls the day-to-day operations of the departments, particularly the Defense Department. And, and I said something yesterday that this is, this is foreign policy as social work. Um, if you look at um, how they conduct themselves around the world, um, going to Muslim countries and saying you need to use more pronouns, um, pulling, our, pulling our allies back, because they're being too tough on the people who attack them. I mean, I, I often said this Secretary of State, had he been in the job on December 7th, 1941, on December 8th, he would have convened a commission to determine if the Japanese had legitimate grievances yeah. for the reasons they attacked Pearl Harbor. That's how that's how bad off we are. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. And we we got here by voting the people in. And we just had Kamala say that, oh, I'm worried because we're up against the crazies. Um, Well, you know, people are going a little bit crazy because they're tired of being told they're crazy for wanting morality and the Constitution. So. There's absolutely there's a reason behind the madness here. So as a former um Veterans Affairs and Associate Secretary of Defense, um, all Assistant Secretary of Defense, all of these things and all of your history as a colonel and right down to your khaki diaper, you were taught yeah. that America is the best. What is wrong yeah. with saying that? And why do you think this administration wants to just let people come in, take advantage of right. us, and not to fight back? What's going on? Well, well, first of all, we're dealing with people who despise the very notion of America. You know, even in the dark days of the Carter administration, nobody questioned whether Jimmy Carter loved this country. He did. Mm-hmm. But and we does. now have, we and does, and God bless him in his present uh, uh, condition. Yes. Um, but what we have now are the tenured radicals. And, and, and I'm not waxing philosophic here, but... The tenured radicals coming out of the Ivy Leagues, they all have the same pedigree. They're all nursed in the same cauldron um, of these schools where the premium is put on America being an irredeemably racist, fallen country responsible for all of the ills of the world. When You know, I always fall back on Missouri's most famous citizen, Harry Truman. When, and I kept a picture of him on my desk at, at VA and at the Pentagon. 
He said the United States of America is the only country in the history of the world to offer a helping hand to all the peoples of the world, including our enemies. And these people like Blinken and Sullivan uh, and the president, and particularly the vice president, um, despise that notion. And they seek to divide us. Um, you know, I just saw something yesterday where they, they had ordered the, the uh, Treasury Department to uh, look at bank accounts and see if there are words like MAGA in uh, financial oh, transactions. Yeah. I mean, th- this is stuff right out of 1984. Ugh. And, uh, and, and we, we, need, uh, we need a rescue real fast. Well, and I think it's coming here. Real fast. I do, too. Yeah. Robert Wilkie, I'm out of time. He is an amazing former Secretary of Veteran Affairs, Assistant Secretary of Defense. And the DOD transparency right now is not only scary and inappropriate, but downright unconstitutional. So something needs to be done about it. But, Colonel Robert, thank you for your service to this country, and thank you for how you served in the White House. And God Bless America, and let's hope she gets back to her her glory that she deserves. And and thank you for at least virtually getting me out of the swamp. You're welcome. You are out of the swamp permanently in my eyes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye.